When it comes to exercise and well-being, we've all got a good few excuses lined up, haven't we? I'm too busy. It'll be better if I do it tomorrow. I haven't got the motivation today. I get on better if I have an actual class to go to. I'll start it in a couple of weeks once this work project is out of the way. It's raining. It's too cold. It's too hot. The list goes on. The first one definitely comes up the most, but we've all got a well-worn collection of these ready and waiting. Well, if you're getting sick of hearing yourself make all of the excuses and you actually like to get on with it and do the work now, then this one is for you. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at Alex Chickfit. Welcome back to episode 24. Wonderful to have you here with me again today. Now, today we are talking about excuses. We've all got them, haven't we? And But first off the bat, I just want to say to you that I don't actually like to use the word excuse. I know I've used it in the intro and in the actual title of today's episode, but that's because when I talk about that, everybody knows exactly what I mean. But actually, when I talk to my clients and members about this stuff, I'm more likely to talk about the idea of stories. And the reason is that I feel that that helps us a lot more when we're thinking about the reasons that we might not be doing the exercise or looking after our well-being as much as we might like to. You know, in my experience, women get a bit sick of hearing themselves make those excuses over and over again. And it's also a cycle they find very hard to get out of. But when we start talking about stories instead, I can see them start to think about things in a slightly different way. And it's something that I do use a lot in my goal setting within my membership too, because we've all got our baggage, we've all got our stories, and those things are quite often holding us back. So when we are doing the goal setting, one of the first things that we always talk about, when once we've declared kind of the big goal and you know what we're going to do to get there are the unhelpful stories that we tell ourselves. I think this is absolutely key. We can skim over the surface and we can try and, you know, just force ourselves to go into the exercise. But if we've got stories that are going on in the background that are holding us back, we need to be aware of them. We really, really do. So those stories are the excuses that we use to hold ourselves back from doing the work that we know we need to. Now, this does require that we get a little bit honest. And, you know, to be honest, it can sometimes feel a bit uncomfortable because, you know, really we're laying bare all of those things that we have got going on in our heads and all of those stories that we're using over and over again, because those stories offer us comfort. They like offer us almost a a sort of a get out clause. They make us feel better about those less than ideal choices we make for ourselves because we're kind of going, it's out of my control you know, I couldn't do that workout, but it's out of my control because, you know, I was too busy or it's out of my control because I had to finish this project at work or, you know, whatever it is, like we we use that story to offer us comfort, to offer us comfort that we've made the right decision in the moment, even if it's not serving us in the bigger picture. And these unhelpful stories, this narrative that runs in the background 
is kind of there to keep us safe. And I put safe in inverted commas because what our primitive brain tells us is safe, which is to not do anything out of the ordinary, doesn't necessarily tally up with what we think to be important to us. So our rational mind might be saying to us, it's really important that I stay fit. And this is something that I definitely want to do. And I know that doing that workout is important. But our primitive brain is kind of going, but I don't like change. So what we do then is we come up with a story that is going to serve our primitive brain, give it what it wants, which usually is to stay stuck and safe. And it's why we often feel in a bit of a battle with ourselves that we want to change, but our brain isn't prepared to come along for that particular ride. And so we stay stuck. So what I want to do today is sort of take you through a bit of a process I suppose these are top tips, but really it's a bit of a process for making sure that those stories don't take over and we can sort of find a way around it. So obviously, number one, like I've just said, is recognising what those stories are. So put aside some time, like just sit down and have a think honestly about what the stories are. What are the things that keep coming up for you? If you want to do more exercise, but you're struggling to do that, what is it that your brain is telling you? Is it saying to you, I'm just too busy all the time? Or is it saying to you, oh, you can do it in a couple of weeks when that work project is done? Because then you can you feel better about it. You can put it to the back of your mind. You can go, oh yeah, yeah, I can't possibly do that today because of X, Y, and Z. So recognise what those stories are. Then once you've done that, choose one or two to start with. You don't want to, if you've got a list of five, and we've all got a list of five, by the way, if you've got a list of five, you don't want to be trying to tackle all of them at once. So choose one or two, and then start to think about the evidence you have for that story and against that story. Now, if we take being busy as an example, the evidence we might have in favour is that we are always rushing around. We've always got something to do. We've The to-do list is full. The kids need picking up from school. We've got to do the shop. We've got to finish that project for work, etc, etc, etc. So what we're doing is we're kind of, we're acknowledging, okay, so what is this evidence we have for being busy? Because then you can do something about it, can't you? Because the fact is, you know, often what happens is we're really busy and we keep thinking, oh, I just need, if I could just shoehorn some exercise in here, if I could just have the willpower, if I could just force myself to do this. And of course, it's not working because, you know, genuinely, you're too busy. You don't have the reserves left at the end of the day to go and do an exercise session. So the answer to that is probably not doing more forcing yourself to do a workout when you're knackered, using your willpower, that is not the answer. The answer is about addressing the root cause of the issue. So it's about discovering the reasons that you are always too busy and then addressing what those are. So do you need to ask for more help? Are you putting too much pressure on yourself? Often, particularly with women, it's that busyness makes us feel worthy. So if we're busy, we're worthy. So we keep being busy. And if you can start to unpick that, which, you know, it's not an easy job, but (laughs) acknowledgement is always step number one, then we can start to address the root cause of it. Because ultimately what we need to do is stop being so damn busy. Because if we're less busy, then we have more space to do some of the things that we want to do, to do some of the things that we know are going to be good for us. And, you know, this is particularly important if you know that looking after yourself better is important to you. And if you are sick of running around in circles with it, we've got to get to the root cause of that. So that's, you know, we've found our story. We have found the evidence for, to support that story. And then we can start to think, well, okay, here's my evidence. What do I do about that? 
And that's what we address. We address the root cause of the issue rather than skimming over the top and just expecting ourselves to just be more organised next week so we can fit more in. No, it's about doing less a lot of the time, I think. But there is a flip side to this because maybe we can also find evidence to the contrary. So for example, if we say to ourselves, again, I'm too busy, but you check on your phone and you're like, oh, hang on a minute, but I spent an hour on social media yesterday then are we too busy? Or is it that we have assigned that time to something else? Have we assigned that time to something easy, which is sitting down on the sofa and looking at social media? And if that's the case, then, hey, how about if we split that time, we do 30 minutes on social media and we do 30 minutes of exercise? Genuinely, if we're spending that much time on social media every day, we can flip that. We can flip that and we can use... I'm not saying to you, don't look at social media. What I'm saying to you is, does it need to be a whole hour? Or could we do the exercise first and then our treat afterwards is the half hour on social media? So finding the evidence for and finding the evidence against, because then that will help you to dig a little bit deeper and to kind of start to recognise what you might be able to do about that. So once you've done that, choose a different, more helpful story. So for example, if our story is I'm too busy, maybe we create a new story, which is looking after myself is important to me. So I'm going to prioritise working out on Tuesdays and Thursdays and also spend some time figuring out how I can reduce the busy. So we start to, you know, every time our brain kicks in and says I'm too busy, instead you're going to say to yourself, no, 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 looking after myself is important to me. I'm prioritising this on two days of the week and I'm going to spend some time figuring out how to reduce the busy. So flip it. It doesn't need to be the exact opposite of what, you know, it's not about sitting there saying to yourself, I'm not busy. I can do this thing. It's, you know, it's about coming up with a, with a story that is more helpful to you. So come up with those more helpful stories. And then every time you're about to use the old story, remind yourself of that helpful new story, write it down as well, because then you can just revisit it. You can go back and read it. And the more you repeat it, the more you're going to start to believe that new version. And then, of course, last up, go slow with this. You know, like I said before, it's the primitive brain that is kicking in and doesn't want us to change. And the primitive brain, I always liken to a grumpy toddler or a toddler that's throwing a bit of a tantrum, a toddler who doesn't want to do what you've asked them to do. What you're going to do with that toddler is treat them with patience. Maybe not all the time, but, you know, (laughs) treat them with patience. Take your time and go with a slowly, slowly approach. So one of the examples I often use is if you've got a toddler who hates vegetables, but you know it's important to get vegetables in that toddler, you're not going to sit them down at tea time every day and go, right, you're sitting there until you finish these carrots and this broccoli, because it's just going to end in an almighty row. And you know, you know, you're probably going to lose in the end. it's going to happen. So you don't do that, do you? Like you go, oh, hang on a minute. Right. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to make this pasta sauce and I'm going to put some some broccoli and carrots in the pasta sauce and then it's hidden. Toddler's not going to know, but they're getting the vegetables in. And then maybe next time you might go, oh, well, now we've achieved that. And I know that he will actually eat vegetables. What are we going to do next? Well, you know, maybe tomorrow I could just give them two pieces of carrot. We'll just start there. Just eat the two pieces of carrot because for them, it feels safe. It's you're not asking them to do one big thing all at once. You're kind of going, you're giving it to them in pieces. And then um, once they've done the carrot, then maybe another day you're like, okay, well, maybe we'll try broccoli today. And you build up from there. So I want you to treat your brain like a toddler. Take it slowly, do it bit by bit, and 
be kind to yourself along the way. Have some patience with yourself. It's not going to change overnight. So the thing is, at the end of the day, our stories are serving us in some way. Otherwise, we wouldn't be using them. You know, they're there to keep us safe. They're there to make sure that things don't change too much. You know, we humans thrive on predictability. We thrive on doing predictable things and getting a predictable result, even when those things are not helping us to make the change or to move in the direction that we might want to. They are the things that do tend to serve us in the short term, but they don't necessarily serve us in the longer term. And it's normal to struggle with things like this. It's normal to feel like you're torn between one thing, but actually ending up doing another. And the trick as always is to get mindful, to become aware of what's going on, because then you have got what you need to push through that barrier you can start to work out what's actually going on. You can get below the surface and you can do something about it. So what do you think about that? Is this something that you would like to do for yourself? Is it, you know, are those stories something that you tend to use quite a lot? If it is, just set yourself aside maybe 20 minutes, really think it through step by step. And, you know, I always, always recommend writing stuff like this down. It just has that much more power that way. And it means you can revisit it. It means you can redo it again in the future. So get it written down and do let me know if you give it a go. Do let me know what you discover along the way. So it has been totally fabulous being here with you again today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do share it with your friends. Help me to keep spreading the word. And I'll be back with you all again next week. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at Alex Chickfit for plenty more inspiration.